Blessings and welcome. My name is Pastor Yvonne Atia. I am the founder, both me and my husband, Nina, founded Celebrate Freedom Ministries. Um, so this is a ministry which equips the saints for the work of the ministry. We specifically focus on healings and deliverance, but it didn't start this way. So I'm here to share with you uh, a very special encounter or experience um, that I had when I was about six years of age. And I guess this is the beginning of um, our ministry long before I was even aware what God was doing. I was opened up to this uh, whole new world, which I didn't even know existed. So let me take you back to when I was six years of age. So I was actually born in Cairo, Egypt. And uh, back then we were living in an apartment building. Um, and in this apartment building, um, it was, I must say, it was an old apartment building and we were living on the third floor. And I just want to give you the context or the background um, because I, I have a beautiful father and a beautiful mother and a younger brother at the time. But my father was um, lovely, but full of fear. And I remember every now and then he would come up with all these uh, scary stories. So he would, for example, come and tell me that, you know, never go out uh, in the balcony by yourself um, or never open up the gas oven. We had a gas oven at the time and we had a gas cylinder that was connected to the oven. Um, and so my father's approach was the more he would say to me, never do this. He sort of understood that this to be, I would never do this. I would be so freaked out that I would never do this. And then he would back it up by a lot of traumatic and scary stories of his own. So, for example, he would come and say to me, um, you know, my friend at work, his daughter, she went out in the balcony and she fell and she died. Or my son, my friend's son, he opened up the gas cylinder and he was burned. Stuff like that. And so the idea was to scare me so much to the level that I would just get away from all this stuff. Well, what actually took place is that because we lived in this apartment building on the third floor, there was times when um, there would be no water. So we just had, sometimes the water just wouldn't make it to our apartment building or to the level that we were living at. And so, what normally would happen is that my mother would leave us with my father and she would just go get some fresh water just for us to do our essential needs until water would come back. So that was the normal practice. But there was this day that came and my father was at work and uh, my mother needed water and uh, I was by myself in the apartment and I actually had my brother as well with me so it was just me and him he was four years old and he was asleep in the other room and I was alone and um, my mother came to me and said to me look I'm gonna go and I'm going to get some water I won't be long this should only take half an hour so just stay safe and I'll be back and I remember as a young girl I was so excited it sometimes it's even funny to retell the story because I was just so excited that I'm gonna be alone and I can pretty much try everything that I'm told not to do and uh, I remember mom left the house and I was just like wow this is so exciting I really need to go and open up the gas cylinder because I really want to see why wouldn't I be able to do that and that was the first thing I did I literally 
when opened up the gas cylinder and I remember that funny smell came, but nothing much happened. So I just closed it off. And then, you know, another thing dad was saying was don't go and light candles. And I remember just doing stuff like that. And then the last thing came to mind. He said to me, do not go out in the balcony under any condition. It's something that you should not do. So what do you think I did? I went and I opened up the balcony. I rolled up the glass door. And I remember that I couldn't see anything because I was I was only six years old. I was short. So what I did was I remember waking up my brother who was four. And thankfully, he could hardly wake up. He went back to sleep. And I grabbed that chair and I stood on the chair. And from the chair, I sat on top of where the balcony rail is. And I'm just looking to the left and to the right and thinking, wow, this is so glorious. This is so, this is so beautiful. I don't know why my father doesn't want me to come out in the balcony. And before I knew it, I lost balance. And I found myself falling from that third level. Now, what was amazing as I was falling is that I opened my eyes and it wasn't my normal eyes it wasn't my physical eyes all of a sudden my spiritual eyes opened up to a whole new world and I'm looking around me and as I am falling I am surrounded by angels that was the first time that I saw those angels and what is so beautiful about them is I just felt that I had no fear I just felt that somehow I was guarded or I was protected and what's actually amazing is they looked that, that they were not big angels. They were children angels. So they were my size and they were in a circle. They circled me and they're all holding hands and there was no fear in their faces. They were, and I didn't even see like wings as sometimes people describe that they see angels with wings. No, they were just children they were just children and every part of their body was lit it was almost like an led light but it wasn't the type of light that was disturbing to the eye you could easily just look through this bright light without your eyes being hurt and i remember somehow they were all surrounding me they were all it was almost there was such a sense of peace and i don't understand how a six-year-old can be falling from a three-story building and having been surrounded. And what's actually so amazing and what really keeps coming back to my mind is that even as I was falling they were and going down, they were going down with me. So it was almost like a tunnel. I was in that tunnel. They were around me and they were holding hands. And I was so fascinated by those angels. I was so excited. I was so intrigued because as a little girl, I had never seen angels. Um, and I, I even when growing up in church, I grew up in a very conservative church. So it wasn't even stories of angels that could appear to people, none of this. And so I was so excited. But the truth is, reality hit and I landed on my back.
and I landed real hard on my back. People started to gather um, around me and there were so many people and people were screaming and I could just feel them screaming. And it was it was very scary for me because sometimes when I now think about this experience, it's almost like seeing myself on my back and I could still, I, I started to really feel the pain but at the same time it was me being in a different realm where I could just see and hear all this echoing and screaming and crying and I remember the voice of my mother um, although there were so many people surrounding and crying out and saying she's dead she's dead I think a, a, a young girl fell um, off a three off of a building I don't even know which building or which story but everyone was crying and screaming and I remember that my mother was one of those people gathering in the crowds not knowing that the young girl who was on her back almost unconscious is actually her daughter and I remember her just and, and sometimes it's scary to remember because I was in that state where you, you really don't even know whether you're fully conscious of yourself or you're not but I, all I could remember is that I'm on my back I'm seeing all those faces looking at me, but they're fading and then they're coming back and then they're fading. And then all of a sudden I see my mother pushing in the crowd. And the moment her and my dad found out that this was their child, I remember my mom was screaming and my father was screaming. The ambulance came and I was at the back of the ambulance and they were with me. And I remember my father just holding my hand and I was in between so many different realms. It was like I was in so much pain. But at the same time, my father would say, you would not stop talking about the angels. And he would say you would be in physical pain. But at the same time, you had this beautiful smile on your face as you were just describing the peace that was on their faces, the joy that was on their faces, what they were doing, how they were guarding you, how they were just going down in this tunnel around you, how you saw the light how they were all like just holding hands and and that you you seem to have no fear and so it was almost like I was in complete in between two completely different realms and it was almost me between those two realms there was times in this experience where I I continued to see the angel even until those angels even until the next morning um and so I continued to even tell the doctors I was telling the nurses but there was times when I was out of myself and I wasn't feeling anything I was unconscious by the time I went to hospital they diagnosed me with brain hemorrhage and a fracture in the spine and a broken right leg and they said to my parents there is no way she will make it to the next morning She's in a real bad state and you do need to go and start preparing for the funeral. And my mom and dad said this was the most crucial night as they were watching me almost in and out of my body. They did not know how to explain this, but there was times when I would be in so much pain. There was other times when I would be telling them all about the angelic realm and what I saw and how I felt and how I even tried to touch them. It was actually so amazing. And so that was a very crucial night for me. Obviously, as a six-year-old, you can't remember every single thing that happened on that night. But all I remember is that the doctors came and said to my mom and dad that 
she's not really doing well. And um, one of the things that they said is that if she does make it the next morning, and if she does leave the next morning, there is no way she would be walking again. Because of the fracture in the spine, she would be quadriplegic. Um, and it was almost like he was saying she's going to be a vegetable because of the amount and the intensity of the fall. At that time, my grandfather, who was a pastor, he actually had planted 19 churches in Egypt. And although healing wasn't even a thing um, in those churches, it was mainly the focus of salvation. But at that time, I remember him coming and all night he did not leave my bed. And he did not believe that report. He did not believe that my parents were meant to be preparing for the funeral. And he just said that and he was crying out to God and just releasing words of healing over me. And it wasn't like, you know, um, rebuking sickness or infirmity or anything like that. It was just weeping, saying, God, there has to be a plan for her life. There has to be a different report. Obviously, this night, my mom and dad would say that, you know, I would be coming in and out of consciousness, still talking about the angels all night. And as if they were guiding me, as if they were just bringing this joy um, around me, because I never forget even talking to Muslim doctors about those angels and just telling them how they looked and how they surrounded me. And sometimes they even felt that I was even being carried. So it was just so amazing. And uh, the same thing, at the same time, you get to see the fight in the spiritual realm and the physical realm. So my grandfather was praying and just decreeing and declaring there has to be a different report, God. There has to be. And so what ended up happening is that in the morning, I was fully conscious, fully. I was speaking. I was smiling. I was laughing. I was able to recall everything. And uh, when they did a scan on my brain again, they could not see the hemorrhage that I had the night before. It was almost like I had a brand new brain. It was so amazing because they could see that there was no pressure in the brain area and that what they thought that I had or they, they were certain that they saw that that was not there anymore. And so um, I began my healing journey. And my healing was almost like instant and spontaneous as well. It was gradual and it was instant. So I was instant in the sense that I was able to wake up the next morning and still recall those angels, still understand how I was in between those two realms. It was almost like coming in and out of my body. But even though my grandfather was praying for me, it was like I was coming into agreement with those prayers and literally feeling like I'm in agreeing to live. I'm in agreement to continue this journey of life. And so when I woke up the next morning and I was smiling and I was telling them all about the angels, my gradual healing began where I was so, but it was a very speedy recovery. All of a sudden, although I had a fracture in the spine, I was getting healed so quickly and it did not take long before I started to walk again. And everyone was shocked. No one can understand how this can even be possible. How can, how can this even happen? 
And this is the beginning of my healing journey. This is how, even though I was raised up in, in a church where healing wasn't a thing, I was never opposed to healing because I knew that I had tasted the God who is my healer firsthand. It was later on in life that this experience transformed my life. And even when I was hearing people saying, oh, God doesn't heal anymore or healing ended or stopped at the end of the apostolic age, I knew this could not be possible because of what I was experiencing. So my action, my gradual healing took about a year. But in that year, it was just very gradual. I walked out of bed later on, went back to school, did sports, did everything as if there was nothing at all, as if I had gone through absolutely nothing. So I ended up, as I grew up, that experience transformed the way I thought about God. I knew that God is able to do so much more than we can think or imagine. And I decided never to limit God or even put him in a box. And because of my openness to healing and because of that pressing in um, for God's healing, it was later on in life when I was diagnosed with an incurable skin disease. It was that time when God reached out to me and healed me. And again, once again, he showed himself to be the God, my healer. So I walked through this journey of life from one healing to another. And I was like, okay, I need to write a book. I need to equip believers to know and to walk in the supernatural power of God. I need to train the body of Christ not to give up on their physical condition. Our God is a healer. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so by God's grace, I ended up writing a book called Revealing the Healer. I ended up studying healing and even opening up a healing school and training so many people. Not just that, God opened up a door for me and my husband to preach the gospel to millions and millions of Muslims all around the Middle East, bringing healing and deliverance to them. And I remember the first time I was on air and when this camera opened, I knew that about 60 million people were watching. I did not know what to do. And all I did was, God, I'm releasing your healing power. And as we decreed those words, people from all around the world, they were getting healed. People were calling from every different country saying, hey, I got healed. We had a guy who was wheelchair bound for 16 years. And when he heard this word and took a step of faith, he stepped out of his wheelchair and walked. We had people um, who are literally on their deathbed. And when we released that word, life came into them. So it was actually super amazing how when God reached out to me as a six-year-old girl, that encounter transformed my life. And I remember Muslim doctors came to my parents and said, we saw you guys pray for her but deep in our hearts we really didn't think that was going to help because of her condition but the fact is now we know that this is a miracle now we know that this happened so I just want to give glory to God and and thanks to God because whenever we release our testimony and you're hearing this and you're sick in your body or you're having those experiences what I'm pretty much what you're my, what you're pretty much hearing me say is that God, if you did this to Yvonne, you can do this to me. If you still reach out to people, even if they are near death, 
and you are able to bring them back and you're able to revive them and give them life and use them in such a mighty way, you can do this for me. Because the purpose is God actually wants you to fulfill your God-given calling and God-given purpose. So this encounter transformed my life. And now, I even up until today, I will never forget those angels. In actual fact, I am always training people. The angels guard us. And even in traumatic experiences, you are to call on those angels and they will come back. And I am telling you, there was, I, I saw them later on in different times and different circumstances. I was involved in a horrific car crash. And it was one of those angels that stood by me, knew where I was in the bush, went out to my husband and knocked on the door and said to him, your wife is stuck in this bush. My husband didn't know that this was an angel. He followed him to the bush where I was stuck. So I have learned that experience help me understand that angels guard us and that we are to call on them and they are there for us. And it was through understanding the angelic realm that even God began to take me many, many times encountering the heavenly realms and seeing different experiences. But it all started when I was a six-year-old girl and when I fell out of that balcony because I was so curious to know what would happen if you go outside in the balcony. And so this experience shaped me, transformed me. It was the beginning of me being opened up to the angelic realm, to the supernatural, to understanding the role of angels and even to understand how their presence during such traumatic experiences changes everything it really does I wasn't frightened I wasn't in actual fact those who saw me between life and death they were like you were laughing you're full of peace you're full of joy you would doze off go somewhere come back continue to tell us about those angels and of course in the medical realm a lot of doctors would be like oh that normally happens when people are you know they have hemorrhage in the blood or they're losing or there's a lot of pressure in the blood area but I knew that there was more obviously and there's a lot of things that science still can't really prove I knew that I was between two realms I knew I was visiting two realms I knew that there was a call on my life and a lot of that is you know deep in your spirit you don't know how um, I don't know where I went I don't know how many times I went in and out of my body that night but what I do know is that it was impossible for me to wake up the next morning and to God be all the glory. Today, I have no, I suffer no consequences at all. Um, I am not wheelchair bound. I can do anything that any um, fully healthy person can do. And my message is that the same God who did this for me is the same God who is able to do this for you. Not just that, God wants to heal you. God wants to equip you so that you can also, as the Bible says, lay your hands on believe, believers are to lay their hands on the sick and see them healed. And to God be the glory. Since that encounter happened, I've seen so many people get healed, transformed, delivered, come out of near-death experiences, give glory to God and fulfill their God-given calling. So I just want to give God the glory and the praise 
And if you're hearing this and you're in need of healing or deliverance, this is the time to call out to God and just to say, God, if you've done it for her, do it for me. It's as simple as that. So I want to say thank you for hearing my testimony and connecting with me. Have a blessed day.